With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside. Final hour tonight of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hobo. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Well, the day after the Super Bowl has been dotted with two ridiculous controversies. I mean, as ridiculous as they are, the final call in the Knicks-Rockets game, the foul that was not a foul that cost the Knicks a win, that is even more ridiculous, but the Super Bowl... It wasn't as much of a foul. It didn't rise. a... What was the line they kept using, rise to the level of or whatever, when we we talk about, you know, personal fouls and whatever else? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, that's all right. And when the Knicks fall one game short of the one seed uh, at the end of the season, look at that. Have they just won that game? I got this letter of apology, but it's like like a lot of calls (laughs) in a football game. There's still a lot of of play to be determined. So while you can't say, I don't know, go back to the – uh, Chanel blocked PAT. It does change the rest of the game. And denying that would be foolish. Mm. But the two biggest controversies today are just stupid and overblown. Now, <laughs> which one's you, stupid? Which one's overblown? What, what do you want to What do you want to say? Buddy, dealer's choice. What do you want to start with? Stupid? You want to start with overblown? What do you want? Stupid or Why overblown? Why don't we go overblown first? I mean, overblown remembering, first. Okay. remembering this whole time, we are in sports talk radio yes. slash video components. So okay. any so calling anything overblown is awful difficult to do. I mean, look at the competition out there. How okay. far are you willing to go? Overblown. Overblown. Uh, some of the Niners players said they didn't know the overtime rules. They didn't know that each team got the ball once in overtime, regardless of 
what happened, right? The rule because, oh, look at poor Josh Allen didn't get the football. Oh, it's so sad. Let's change the rule. <laughs> uh, a couple of players, Kyle Juszczyk, Eric Armstead, said we didn't know the new mm-hmm. playoff overtime rule was a surprise to me. And this is something that people want to jump up and down and say, Kyle Shanahan sucks. He needs to be fired. This is a bad optic. But it's just a bad optic. This did not have an impact on the game. It's not like suddenly the Niners did crazy-ass things differently than they would have because, oh, the rules are different. They didn't know that, oh, if you score a touchdown, the other team gets to try to score a touchdown too. Um, Yes. Should he have told his team that? Yeah. Do I believe the Chiefs when they all say, oh, we knew that first day at training camp. Oh, we we talked about it. In the Super Bowl, the rules are different. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're just trying to find a way to look like, hey, we're the Patriots. We're on top of everything. Uh, so I don't. while I don't believe that, this is a bad look, right? It's a bad look for a guy that, that many people want to blame already. And when people want to have that itchy trigger finger to blame you already, well, yeah, then this is what's going to happen. But this is, a, this is a bad optic. Yeah, should they have known that both teams get the ball? Sure. But did that have an impact on the game? Was there confusion up and down the 49er sideline? Hey, we didn't know what was going on. What should we? What play should we run here? No, everything still was the same. You get the football, you try to go down to score a touchdown. If not, you kick a field goal. Because you know what? You knew the rule was the other team gets the ball, right? If we go, okay, we're going to do that. Okay, you know. The, okay, so if you score a touchdown, score a touchdown. But you kick a field goal. Okay, and the other team gets the ball. Nothing happened that was different. You were still trying to stop the Chiefs from getting in the end zone. You were still, I mean, there was nothing changed strategy-wise. And again, if there was stuff on the side, if the player said, hey, all of us were talking and our focus wasn't there and we didn't know what was going on, then I would say, okay, that's different. But all they said was, yeah, we didn't know the rules. Uh, We didn't realize the playoff rules were different in overtime. None of them said it was that big a deal. None of them said this cost us. Um, We hadn't talked about it. It's a bad look for for Kyle Shanahan because people want to hate him already and you don't want to give people more ammunition and there's reasons to be to be mad at Kyle Shanahan to talk about how how you blow another two score lead in the Super Bowl I get it but this again more a bad optic than an impact on the game I look at this it's overblown yeah I think the biggest thing to it Jason is the the optic from the the idea that they were quick to point out that the coaching staff didn't bring it up that it wasn't in any of the prep work, et cetera. Does it change your, your play calling? No, you still got to go make a play. Does it change your defensive call? No. And if anything, Shanahan showed it by taking the ball, right? Saying, all right, we want to go set tempo, keep our defense off the field, all of these things uh, coming down the stretch, right? The Chiefs had, had scored, what, four straight possessions uh, following the gaff on the punt return and everything. But – you know, I would say for Shanahan and company, you're right. There's a lot of narratives that flow out of it. Some calling for his job, some saying he's reached. Uh, you're never getting over the top with him, etc. But also just the idea of them commenting publicly publicly on it is not a good look for him, right? In terms of their preparation and how they're going about uh, disseminating information. Now, should that have been common sense? You know, because normally you do get a, a dossier, as far as I recall, from rule changes, and you do have officials on site during training camp and all those other things that, in theory, you would have at least had someone tell you about them. Whether you retain said information is another thing. Uh, I think it was um, Foxworth who said, you know what, you got to just lie. In that moment, you just have to lie because then you don't raise any more questions about your team, about prep work, et cetera. 
which I, I got to say, not 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 a bad thing, seeing as he would have been tested quite a bit back in the day in his playing days uh, of of all of those dog-eared rule books, no question about it. But for the players to come out and say this, that it, it, it left me with you know the eyebrow raised, going, why why would they admit? Why would you admit to that, knowing that? People are already coming after your team and your coach for the way this ended, like so many other playoff games before it. Yeah, now maybe they could be mad at how some plays that were called, the way uh, some things went during the game. So, hey, I'm going to say we didn't know the rules. Like maybe maybe that's their way of getting back at him by saying that. But know. it's not like but we, we would have found out. We would have said we would have heard stories. Hey, there was a lot of confusion. Players didn't know some play calls got missed or something else. But again, this is more a bad optic than it is something that was bad on the field. Like a bad optic. Yes, not what you want. And, and who knows how the players felt about it? Were they a little angry uh, after losing? I could see that. Yeah, what was curious to me, though, like down the stretch is is wondering as the clock was winding towards the end of, quote, overtime, I mean, Chiefs still were on their first possession. So were you calling a different defense thinking that they were playing against the clock? Right, because yeah, it's, it's a possession coming to a natural end is my understanding as opposed to, you know, the clock really being in play other than, hey, both teams have already had a possession. Yeah, and you know what? And in a situation like that, honestly, you're going to get people, even if you're told that before the game, you're going to freeze up and go, now what's this going? Do I got to get the playoff here? Do we go right to the double overtime? Does it, if depending on when the kick happens or the play happens, what? I, there's going to be that because we've never had that before in the NFL. I got to right? say, we've that was really it. cool because your voice started getting high like you were going to end it by going, Jim, Jim, what happens? Jim, Jim, what happens here, Jim? I don't know what happens. Do you know, Jim? Jim, do we just stop? Jim, if it's tied after this, do both teams win the Super Bowl? That would be huge, Jim. Jim, Jim, I can you imagine two teams winning the Super Bowl? That'd be awesome. No, <laughs> I did bring up, you know, over, over the course of the last couple of days, something my, my daughters had alerted me to, or, to that became a very big TikTok trend. Ready for this? I'm, I'm with the kids on this one. Classy, is, bougie. Is all of these uh, scenarios for the Super Bowl, and it would always have, parenthetically, my unbiased opinion. And it would go quarter to quarter with a picture of, you know, a player, you know, hey, the Chiefs have a 7 nothing lead after one. Now it's 14 7 49ers. There'd be a picture of McCaffrey or Purdy. And then halftime, there's Usher. And then in the second half, something crazy happens. The Florida Gators have taken over for the Chiefs. And now they're running wild. Or here's Katniss Everdeen uh, and the people of the Hunger Games. And it was just this thing that kept coming up. So they decided it was funny to just bombard my phone with that all day. And here's Tim Tebow back with the Gators like it was a way back machine I'm like wait now we're in multiple universes this is getting really odd so there you go that and you know you had to get to the chopper now uh to get from that to the most stupid controversy the and most stupid the most stupid this is the most stupid controversy not the stupidest not the stupidest this is the most stupid this is the most right. what did I tell you Christopher those drugs are rot your brain Christopher uh San Francisco taking the ball first in overtime is the stupidest thing to be upset about. It's, it's just dumb, right? There's a reason why Kyle Shanahan took the ball first, and he had very solid. First of all, your defense was just out there for the entire back half of the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you're going to throw them back out there after Mahomes just gone down the field to tie the game and go to overtime? No, you want them to rest. But his other thought was, hey, this was a game that you saw the way it was going. It could have been two field goals, could have been two punts, right? But if we do this, we know we get the ball a third time. 
right? And so we would get the ball the second time, guaranteed that if we score, then we win the game. So you're talking about an overtime doing that potentially would guarantee us we get the ball twice, no matter what, right? If we, if as long as we, no, nobody wins the game, it's two field goals, two punts, whatever it is, we get the second, and the nine and the uh, the Chiefs don't get it, so we got the ball first. So I understand that. I completely understand that. And for the people that want to hate this, again, are people that want to hate Kyle Shanahan and say what a bad decision it is. But these are the same people who say, well, when you're down by 15 late in the game, you go for two first. So you know what you need at the end, which is the stupidest thing, because obviously, no, you don't go for two, because if you kick the extra point, it's a one score game. If you don't go, if you go for two and don't make it, you're down two scores and the game is over. That's just stupid. That's the same thing here. Oh, well, why would you, you know, you know what you need. What do you mean you know what you need what does that matter you know what you need okay i get okay we get four downs but you're also losing oh we don't we we, we, we don't we need a touchdown yeah but uh you're down by a touchdown oh we get four downs yeah but you're down by a touchdown so this whole you know what you need is just dumb it's just it's just a way to want to blame kyle shanahan for losing this game when really this was a coaching decision that he thought about he tried to get his defense some rest he thought about getting the ball an extra time for his offense and when it comes down to it realistically you got to make plays your offense has to make plays and your defense has to make plays and if they don't make plays you're not going to win the game so to sit here and say Kyle Shanahan is like making all these moves like he's the head game maker from the Hunger Games like he's Plutarch Heavensby or Actually, Wes Bentley no. from the first what was his name in the first one I don't was remember. Wes Bentley's name Yeah, because they made him eat strawberries at the end sorry spoiler alert like, like yeah, I'm, I'm just in charge of this and however it ends it ends that's just dumb Right, that's just we just want to blame Kyle Shanahan because we blew a two score lead again in the Super Bowl. And you look at the last three times, it was the big lead to the Patriots. It's the ten point lead the last time, the ten point lead this time. Okay, there's stuff to look at right there. But to sit back and say, Oh, it might not have happened if we had gotten the ball second in overtime, not that's just dumb. You're just looking for what to blame at instead of looking at going, What's the root of this? What's the root of us giving up uh, these leads that we get into? What's the root of us playing so well? in the first half to three quarters of games and then falling apart in the fourth quarter. What is that? That's what you want to look at. Don't look at this crazy-ass stuff. Oh, he went for it. here. No, no. Look at why in the second half of Super Bowls you are giving games away and teams are coming back from behind against you. What? That's the real problem. This is just cosmetically because I don't understand the intricacies of the game and why the – but I can look at this and go, why would you do that? You want to get the ball and have that ball? That's what this is. This is not anything rooted in figuring out the problem. This is just, oh – let me find an easy way to blame Kyle Shanahan because I want to blame Kyle Shanahan. Well, especially after it goes the other way on you. Like in the moment, I could see folks going, huh, interesting. Trust the offense, get them out there, whatever. But then you call a pretty fantastic drive. 13 plays, 66 yards. You get down to the nine-yard line. Where you failed was nobody bothered to pick up you know, the defender coming in, and all of a sudden you got a problem. Right when all of a sudden you you've got a defender in your face, which they'd had a number of tip balls over the course of the game as it was, but now all of a sudden you know the the biggest defender that you needed to check you didn't, and Chris Jones comes through and disrupts things. So a ball that was going to be a touchdown pass to Jennings, wide open, perfectly called, like we talked about with some of these other coaches throughout the year, made the right call, just couldn't finish the execution. And then defensively, you didn't get a stop. Mahomes with his legs, a couple of big throws, and your guy, McCall Hardman, for the win. Uh, By the way, you know. Jets for the win. But here's the thing, right? They didn't have to kick the PAT. Guess what the line was all week? 47 and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Exit out out of Fresca. Exit Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Some controversies are just stupid. Uh, coming up next, maybe not not maybe my famous my favorite part of the Super Bowl, but my favorite part of the season happened after the Super Bowl yesterday. That's next right here. Jason and Mike, Fox Sports Radio. Hey, so did you guys happen to catch the Pfizer ad last night? Got everybody talking today. Cancer, as we know, is a tough opponent affecting way too many people. I mean, did you know it's the second leading cause of death globally? Crazy, right? About one in three individuals in the U.S. will get hit with a cancer diagnosis in their lifetime. But Pfizer's 175th anniversary ad last night brought some serious game. It was a tribute to the real MVPs honoring the most prominent scientists and scientific discoveries of the past and present while celebrating the ongoing work Pfizer is doing to bring the next generation of breakthroughs to parents. Pfizer's making significant investments to tackle cancer, one of the biggest health challenges of our lifetime. And we have a role in it too. Whether it's getting regular screenings for early detection or even participating in clinical trials that paved the way for life-saving treatments. Every action accounts in this battle against cancer. So don't wait. Visit letsoutdocancer.com. That's letsoutdocancer.com to learn more. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. And, uh, you know, before we get to 
Taylor Swift. Let me just say this about Brock Purdy and his and his game yesterday because look, we spent a lot of time on Patrick Mahomes tonight on the show. Obviously, look, the winner, three MVPs, three Super Bowls. Remember, Terry Bradshaw's got four. Um, but as far as Purdy goes, when I started thinking about his performance in the Super Bowl, Mike, and I'm thinking, okay, how did Purdy look and and everything else, and did he do enough? And all I could think about is is the 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 widening gulf between every quarterback in the NFL and Mahomes, right? Because sure. Purdy played Purdy played okay enough, right? He put enough points on the board. You thought he put it. He had a game-winning type drive. They had the field goal to take the lead. He didn't play great, but he didn't play terrible. Didn't didn't really turn the football over. Uh, made the plays he needed to against a really tough defense. Because you got to give the Chiefs defense credit. We told you the Chiefs defense was going to be the MVP of the, uh, the playoffs, and they were. But Purdy was pretty good against it, right? He got the team up and down the field, and and in a game that was a dip tuck game, he played pretty well. He missed a couple of throws because Chris Jones is able to affect him throwing the football. That would have been two touchdowns, but that's how the game goes, right? You make plays, you don't make plays. So Purdy wasn't bad, but this is a guy that was playing an MVP caliber level for most of the season. So when I think of Purdy, I go, yeah, Purdy was fine. And then I compare him to Mahomes and I go, man, all the other guys, Purdy and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and all of them, when it really comes down to it, are any of them even close to Mahomes? Because it's not just about, oh, look in the regular season, because clearly it wasn't the great regular season for Mahomes, but certain guys, as, as the further they get on in their careers, they know they're about championships for the very special guys. They're about championships and Super Bowls, and here you are, Mahomes, giving the two biggest things he could, he could achieve at, at this point in his career, a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP, meaning more than a regular season MVP, Super Bowl MVP. And you realize that as good as all these quarterbacks are, and you look at the stats and think, oh, Mahomes didn't have a great year, and the the other guys had better years. Yeah, they put more touchdowns on the board. We see great young players coming in like C.J. Stroud. None of them are close to Mahomes because none of them have even come close to accomplishing what he has in the playoffs. Not even Josh Allen never been to a Super Bowl, right? Jalen Hurts got there last year, lost to Mahomes, right? Joe Burrow didn't win a Super Bowl. Like all these great guys, Lamar Jackson still hasn't been to a Super Bowl. All these great quarterbacks are still falling short of winning a Super or even just getting there. And here's Mahomes; he's been to four out of five and won three of them. I mean, like the 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 the, the distance between Mahomes and the and and the rest of the NFL is like the distance between Jerry Rice and the next best wide receiver in the NFL. It's like he's like he's Ten miles ahead of everybody else. No, and that's it. You got all these other teams, and, and they get away from who they are, right? Chiefs, even when they're down, and because that's the bigger point uh, to all of this is you know the record for Mahomes and and Andy Reid and the Chiefs when they're down ten points in playoff games and what they're able to do. You know, it's methodical. We we joked about it a little bit with Jason Lock and Fora earlier, but it's the truth. I mean, you go back to that game against the the Ravens for the AFC title. They got down 10 points. What did they do? They completely abandoned what got them there. Ah, we don't need a run game anymore. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, whereas with the Chiefs, like, all right, this is what we do. Just keep it close. Make plays. Defensively, they stepped up. We mentioned Jones, Karloftis. I am standing for Chanel as much as I can because he had two huge plays in the game. But... All in all, you're looking at a team that 
if you let them hang around, and this goes back to the regular season, right? This was the season to get the Chiefs, the offense struggling, being carried oftentimes by the defense. But what happened in their wins? You could let them stay in the game. You didn't put them away, and the 49ers had their chances early, right? They dominated from pillar to post to get things started that first drive. It's like they're cutting straight through them. Fumble, right? And McCaffrey puts it on the carpet. And then you start looking at the rest of the half. Opportunities wasted. Opportunities downfield. And that's where you can get after Purdy a little bit. Yeah, was he disrupted some? But you guys, you stand in. And he stands in and made throws during the year or took off with his legs. By the way, the kneel down at the end of regulation took his rushing yards under the total. Sorry, folks. Uh, if you had that uh, had that 13th yard and saw it taken away from you uh, when he knelt down. But it's just with Mahomes, no moment is too big. Kelsey, even though he was bottled up and disappeared in the first half, he went after Andy Reid because he was off the field on the play where the fumble occurred, right? You had Noah Gray uh, and guys trying to block who normally aren't in that responsibility or Kelsey was like, why am I out of the game? You know, (laughs) some great memes that came out of it. Sure. There's no question about it. Uh, I even, uh, by the end of the half, I thought Rocky three, remember uh, in the second fight when Clubber Lang's losing his mind, he starts screaming, ah, you know, that kind of, that's where we're at with the chiefs (laughs) with some of the bad penalties and frustration showing uh, where they have to hold him back because he's screaming. Because uh, now Rocky's just toying with him and getting in his head. But with Mahomes and company, if they're within a score, hell, within two scores, come the fourth quarter, you didn't do your job because he's going to come and take it from you. So now you're on edge and you have to play perfect football down the stretch. And as we've seen, between coaches and their schematics and players executing, they usually fall short. Exit out by the Fresca. Exit Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Just a different way to look at Mahomes when you say, all right, how, how did Brock Purdy play yesterday? You go, wow, you realize that between everybody and Mahomes is just that much. Well, Jason, you give Brock Purdy the refs, uh, you know, the tides would turn. No, this is true. This is, you get the, but they didn't, they didn't call any uh, uh, late hits on, on Mahomes, though. The, the, the favorite penalty they didn't call, Frostburg. Well, how would you know? Watch. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch the game because I don't know what you're talking about when you go neighbor, whatever it is. I don't know what that is. You didn't watch the game. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed the commercial that neighbor was from, which I don't. Which I, whatever, whatever. Uh, let's get to Taylor Swift. Neighbor. I like the neighbor. Neighbor. Hi, neighbor. neighbor. Hi, neighbor. Hey, you know, I don't know what this neighbor whole thing is, but I, I just won a Super Bowl. I got three in a row. So. My favorite part of the Super Bowl was seeing the end of the Taylor Swift storyline, but not for reasons you think, right? Because I can't tell you how impressed I am and how and, and how classy it was to see the way that Taylor Swift acted throughout the entire NFL season. From the first time we saw her at a game earlier this year, when she's in the, in, in the box, the Chiefs game, yelling, let's bleep and go, all the way to the end of yesterday, walking off the field arm-in-arm uh, arm with Travis Kelsey. Like, that is the definition of classy. When you have to go through four months of people being ridiculous and hating you just because you're going to a game and you're dating somebody. This is what really it is because you go to a game and the television program decides to show you on screen the hate that she had to go through is immense and i can't and this is why i got so much respect for her and the classiness that she's had throughout this whole thing because all she did was 
say, you know what? I'm going to live my life. And I'm not going to respond to this, right? There was not one moment where she went on Instagram and, and played up this relationship. There were no headlines that she made. There was no back and forth. T- Taylor says this. Travis says this. No. There was no news cycle actions with what Taylor Swift is doing. There was no interviews. There were no drama. Now, you want to get, say, oh, Travis Kelsey really lapping up the moment. Well, of course he did. Travis Kelsey laughed. But Taylor Swift didn't do anything other than live her life. Oh, but she's, look, I can't believe what they're all getting out of it. What's she getting out of it? She's dating a guy. She just lived her life. She likes Travis Kelsey. They started dating. Not one time did she try to use this to her advantage. Not one time did she ask the NFL for things that she felt she owed because, hey, I've made $350 million for you guys this year. You owe me a suite at the Super Bowl. Nope, Travis Kelsey paid for it. There was not one moment where she took advantage of this news these these news items that she was in just because she went to her boyfriend's football games and she had fun doing it and it was you could see the fun she had she's slamming a beer during the game yesterday and she's helping clean up the sweets which is what we saw video earlier in the season you brought that up earlier in the show all she did was live her life and do it classy and never once tried to draw attention to herself she lived her life and she's a she's the biggest female pop star in the world so she understands that certain attention is going to come my way and that's what I have I have to live with it and we have to live with it she was never rude to the cameras she was never rude to anybody she ever took anybody on that said the NFL is fixed and Taylor Swift is out here for some kind of crazy ass agenda not once and at the end of the game yesterday when everybody's up on stage where was Taylor Swift when they were getting the Lombardi trophy off the stage to the left waiting for Travis Kelsey to leave the stage. When there's lots of people up on that stage, you're like, okay, here's Brittany Mahomes and here's the entire Hunt family and everybody else is up there and they're getting the Lombardi trophy. Taylor Swift waited to the side, waving to Travis Kelsey. It was so hilarious. She's waving him like, hey, I haven't seen you in two weeks. How's it going? And that's what we saw. Travis Kelsey comes off the stage. They hug, they kiss, they walk off, the camera follows them, and that's the end of the NFL season for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And all she did was be classy the entire way and resist the temptation to to go back at people that were mad at her for ridiculous reasons or try to profit from it in some way. She did nothing but live her life. That's a lot of class. Well, I think with a lot of it, you know, you, you start playing the calculated game of say nothing there's plenty of media publicity because even the idiots uh, shouting and, and shaking their fists, it's good for the brand, right? Because your supporters, your fans, uh, which are worldwide, are going to stand for you at every turn. So you don't need to feed into it. Just let the machine do what it's going to do. Uh, did Was there some outrageous things said along the way? Sure. There was there were some crazy things along the way. You got a few random storylines about who was in her uh, in the suite Yesterday, I choose my uh, words carefully there, even if we are in safe harbor, uh, is in the suite there uh, and and some of maybe what they're up to uh, and and some rumors, conjecture, speculation about those lives and all. But for her, having fun with it, lean into it as a fan, know that the camera is going to be on you, right? CBS had a camera, as you would have suspected they were, were going to. Uh, that just followed her every move. So every reaction, everybody trying to explain football to Ice Spice in the cutaway, all of those things for the 54 glorious seconds that she was on on camera, you lean into it. And, you know, the NFL was better for it. And for her brand, that was the best of all things. Didn't need to do a damn thing 
to cultivate it except to be a fan, smile, sing along to the in-stadium DJ and songs, and then show up at the after party and have people speculate how drunk you are. I mean, that was impressive. Her slamming that drink down. That was good. I'm like, wow, that was that was pretty impressive. Not her first rodeo. No, no, no. Then I, at the one point I thought, boy, these cutaways in the second half might get really interesting. I mean, she's slamming that drink down. Uh, these might get pretty interesting here. Now, what I would be curious of is, you know, for those that were in Allegiant, you know, if they she was on the video board more than she was on television. Or did they coincide? So you really only got about a minute total in. Because otherwise, I mean, that would have been great in-game viewing instead of, hey, here's some Raiders trivia or whatever the hell they were going to do. Exit, how about Raiders trivia? (laughs) Hey, everybody, welcome to Super Bowl 58. Hey, they they lit the torch. Here's Raiders trivia. (laughs) Uh, The answer is Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) Time to find out what's trending in the wide world of sports from someone who sat next to Donna Kelsey for the entire Super Bowl yesterday. It's special delivery, Steve DeSager. And she was all elbows in the wow. in the late NBA game. Minnesota beat the Stole Clippers. Stole my meatball sandwich. I came back and sat down and was gone. Oh, she won't have to wear the two-tone jacket anymore. 121-100, Minnesota a winner in L.A. Timberwolves outscored the Clippers in the third quarter, 40-19. to Golden State won its fifth straight game, 129-107 at Utah. Dallas won its fifth straight game, 112-104 over Washington, which is lost seven in a row. Luka Doncic of the Mavs, a triple-double, including 15 assists. He was named Western Conference Player of the Week. East Player of the Week from the Cavs, Donovan Mitchell had 36 points in a loss at home to Philadelphia, 123-121. to The Cavs had won nine games in a row. Charlotte led by three points with about four minutes left and beat Indiana, 111-102. Hornets general manager Mitch Kupchak stepped down. He'll be a team advisor. Chicago's record up to 26 and 28 after a victory at Atlanta, 136 to 126. Trey Young in the loss, three of 14 shooting from the floor. He did have 14 assists. New Orleans sent Memphis to a ninth straight loss, 96 87. Milwaukee wins again, pounding Denver, 112 to 95. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 36 points, 18 rebounds. San Antonio ended a seven-game losing streak with an easy victory at Toronto, 122 to 99. Triple double for rookie Victor Wembanyama. 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 block shots in only 29 minutes. Houston controversially edged New York 105-103 with two last-second free throws. The NBA All-Star Game is this Sunday in Indianapolis. By the way, Basketball Hall of Fame finalists have a news conference this Friday. Vince Carter is eligible for the first time. In college hoops at Texas Tech... Red Raiders all over number six ranked Kansas, 79 to 50. Duke beat Wake Forest. UConn and Purdue are still 1 2 in the new polls. Indiana State is ranked number 23. It's first ranking since it was number one with Larry Bird in 1979. The NHL's late game went to Minnesota, 5 3 at Vegas. Home victories for Philadelphia, New Jersey, and the Rangers, who shut out Calgary. Or if you prefer Calgary, two nothing. Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> shut <laughs> cut quarterback Mitchell Trubisky and Pittsburgh release punter Presley Harvin. Cowboys new defensive coordinator Mike Zimmer. Washington's new linebackers coach Ken Norton Jr. UCLA promoted Deshaun Foster to head coach. He's been the Bruins running backs coach for the past seven years, a former running back there. NASCAR's dual races at Daytona are this Thursday on FS1 and the Daytona 500s on Fox TV Sunday. And by this Thursday, 
All 30 MLB teams, pitchers and catchers will have reported to spring training. Most full squad workouts start next week. Back to you. Thanks a bunch, Steve. You know, I'm one of the few people you know that's actually been to Calgary. I went to Calgary once. Were you in the rodeo? I was not in the rodeo. I went by the rodeo to take pictures, though. You know, it's just a joke waiting to happen. Were you a clown? You- <laughs> How am I a clown? <laughs> I th- you know, the one th- the two things I remember were going, because I went there when I was working for ESPN, and I went to do, it was my Western Canada tour, where I went to Edmonton to do a feature on, on uh, the Oilers, and then I went to Calgary to do feature on, on Calgary. Everybody skips rem- Winnipeg. What I remember, the, well, this is before they didn't have a team then. This is oh, okay. in the late 90s, they didn't have a team. What I remember is going to Edmonton, and it being, I felt like I'm in the coldest place in the world. Like I'm in Ennis from True Detective Night Country. Like this is the coldest place in the world. And I went, I went to Calgary, and the temperature rose to zero, and it felt like I just needed a sweatshirt going outside. I'm like, oh my god, it's sunny, and I just, I just need a tank top. When I got the temperature was zero, that it went up to zero when I was at Calgary, and I felt like I'm sweating outside. And oh my god, I'm so hot. Off to Medicine Hat, and you complete the hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Medicine at uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, a guy I didn't think was going to have a great Super Bowl had a great one all the way up until the end. It's next right here, Jason and Mike Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I like letting this song breathe a little bit. Kind of have to. I kind of. Let me breathe. <laughs> you know, I'm glad to think breathe. about the people who are listening to the show for the first time. Yeah. And they go, and they go. Oh, my God, is that the Buffalo Bills song from well, Silence of the Lambs? I was going to say, this is almost like a tribute to that outfit when Benyama showed up with today. Oof. It was something like straight out of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Well, Guess dude, we're going to have to wake him up. 
Yeah, but when you get a triple double with blocks, I think you're gonna wait the way. I think you should wear that in different colors every night. I think he's sleeping. Slaps him in the face, gets you better wake him up then. Remember, Jason, no tuck, no love. Uh, yes, yes, Alex. Very good, Alex Seichert. Very good. Was that your Patrick Mahomes impression? Was that your no. Mahomes? That was pretty good. You sure? No. Or was that was that your neighbor? Was that your neighbor? No. Neighbor, not your. You still haven't looked it up, Davia. Have you? No, I haven't. No, because I'm I'm waiting for Frostburg to sober up, uh, coming back from the waste management open, and tell me what it was. So uh, what a mess. How about that? <laughs> Golf all weekend. I guys mean, yelling at galleries you to, and screaming. You, you got kick, drunk guys. and You had to kick people out. People the, falling out. You <laughs> stopped beer sales. <laughs> that was just insane. I'm like, oh, my God. Because it's always been that rowdy house they had there. But this is this is this next level. Oh. You know, the players like, hey, we can't we can't take this anymore. Like next year's going to be it's going to look like the final scene from Caddyshack with stuff blowing up. <laughs> and everybody's running on the courts and gophers all over the place. Oh, man. Uh, but there's a guy I didn't think was going to have a big Super Bowl, and he did. And because he did, he'll keep his gig next Nicole year. Nicole Hardman. Nah, no. Jets, yo. Tony Romo, I didn't think he could have a big Super Bowl. I didn't think he could. I, I thought he was, he's always been a shoot-from-the-hip guy, not working real hard, uh, you know, cashing in off his early season success. It's his third Super Bowl, but there's never been more criticism and more of a, of a bullseye on him. And I told you, if he has a bad Super Bowl, he's done. He's off the number one team of CBS. It'll be Greg Olson getting his gig next year. And I was really impressed. Romo decided I'm going to do it a little bit buttoned down. I'm not going to yell, Jim, 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 the whole time. Hey, Jim, Taylor Swift is here, Jim. Jim. Jim, what if the Super Bowl ends in a tie, Jim? Jim, what happens? Do we go to another overtime, Jim? I don't even know, Jim, Jim. But he was really good, and he was he was in his element as an analyst. His stuff about Kansas City blitzing late uh, and what they have to do and what, what Spagnuolo was going to do was great. Now, meanwhile, mm-hmm. I had tweeted that out like two minutes before he said it, which makes me think I really can be an NFL analyst and oh, be pretty good at, at it. But this is about Tony Romo, uh, and he was really good. He was all the way through. And then the end happened, which is gaining him a lot of criticism today. This was the game-winning call of the Super Bowl by Jim Nance, which should have really been Jim Nance, and after a few seconds, then Tony Romo, but Tony Romo couldn't help himself. Is this the biggest? Replay review. Three tenths comes off the game clock, right at the timeout. Therefore, the game is over. There it is. And now I can officially say thanks to Aaron Holiday's two free throws. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> Jim, Jim, the Knicks suck, Jim. <laughs> the referees already apologized to the Knicks. It for doesn't that call. matter. Now the Knicks are going to protest. They're going to get the win. They get nothing and like it. Yeah, they already said they screwed it up, which I don't know how you screw it up after you make a horrible call. Then you look at it, say, no, it stands. And then after the game, oh, now we looked at it a third time. Yeah, no, yeah, that was a bad call. That's our fault. That's our fault. Well, now that calmer heads have prevailed, we can look I'll at it from – from a uh, reasonable stint, no. You got the L. You're going to get a letter to put up in the in the offices. They're stacking uh, up, too. Maybe Dolan can put it in and project it off the sphere. At least they said they apologized. Uh, no, no. It's a... Yeah. Rockets win! <laughs> he hates you. Not as much as Oral Hershot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, here's the final call and why everybody is uh, hating on Tony Romo. Here. They called it. All right, Nate. Eight seconds left in overtime. Two's. Mahomes roll. Mahomes touchdown. 
Yeah, yeah. No, That's a good that. remix by uh, DJ no. Alex Tusher. Patrick Starr is there, and Squidward's very upset. Sure, all of that's happening. All of it's happening. Uh, but here's the final call. Nance and Romo, because Romo couldn't help himself instead of letting the moment breathe. Oh, this is going to get interesting oh, here. Oh, come and on, man. Cullen at the 20. He might run this back. 30. He's cutting back inside. 40 of, my, of New York. The 25-20. Oh, to the right hand. Rockets win! Tyshirt doesn't even know the sports and the results. He's just pressing buttons right <laughs> It works so well. He has no idea. He doesn't, he doesn't this know. This is one of the greatest progressions of all time. He's not watching the Super know. Bowl, Jay. He doesn't even know. <laughs> Here's the final call of the Super Bowl. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Super Bowl, señoras y señores, primera y goal. First and goal. Acá está Pamela Holmes. El movimiento. Credit for doing it in Spanish. There is a lot of credit. It's a Rockets win! So, Romo's getting a lot of flack for jumping on Jim Nance's call, right? Jim Nance, jackpot Kansas City. And instead of waiting, like, you know, 10 or 15 seconds, letting the meeting, letting the moment breathe, Romo jumps in with analysis and saying, oh, and he has great lines about Hardman and redemption and Mahomes is Michael Jordan. But oh, he needed to do it. He needed to wait. He needed to wait. Yeah, sure, he needed to wait, but it's not that big a deal. That's just people waiting to hate Tony Romo. I give him credit for it. He had a good Super Bowl. He could have waited 10 or 15 seconds, but it's really not that big a deal. He'll keep his gig. He'll be with Jim Nance next year on the number one team on CBS. Yeah, he pointed out a couple of big things off the jump when you talk about special teams and how they change the game. You're blitzing like you talked about. So in the football analysis world, at least he sung us out to break a couple of times. For Mike, I'm Jason. Go ahead, Tysha, play one more time. Can play it. Jerk. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.